up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome on in to the Cougar Tracks podcast. I am your BYU insider, Mitch Harper, for kslsports.com. It's your favorite Cougar Tracks episode of the week. The addition with BYU football captain and star defensive end, Tyler Batty. It's week 12 here on the show. And we'll revisit that Iowa State loss and look ahead to Senior Day as Tyler will be honored during the Senior Day festivities. We'll talk about that and what's his plans moving forward in his college football and football career. So, Tyler, welcome back into the show. As always, this is your show and so much to unpack. What a tough week last week was with with Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, But, you know, happy to be here on another on another, I guess, Tuesday night this week. Week 12, the weeks have just been stacking up so quick. And how, how's the team spirit just doing? Coming off the hills of a third straight loss where it felt like that was the maybe the get-right moment at home, and it just went sideways on you guys. Yeah, um, I think, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was not pretty, you know, to say the least. Um, you know, I think... Uh, I think post game and you know just over the weekend uh, as guys kind of sat with it um not a not a not a great feeling knowing you know um right 3 weeks in a row uh games that just got out of hand um and and uh definitely um teams that we felt like we could compete with and not only compete with but actually beat um to let to let those games slip and especially this Iowa State game um, slip like that, and just the just the way you know, right? The way things ended up going, um, right? Guys just weren't we just weren't happy with the result. Um, you know, I think I think getting back uh, in the facilities, um, you know, these past couple of days, and and kind of putting that away, and and looking forward to Oklahoma. I think overall, um, the guys are doing well. I, I think that they've handled. Uh, that Iowa State lost well. I think guys have taken, you know, what they've needed to from that game. Um, and and if anything, I would say guys are more committed, even more committed to not letting that happen hmm. again. I, I would definitely say there's no there's no sense of quit um, in this team whatsoever. Uh, I think yeah, I think guys are just all right. That you know, this has been ugly, ugly, ugly. We're sick of this. We know we can do better this week. We're going to make good on that. What were some of the biggest causes of the struggles from your assessment and the defense, just sizing up the film, taking time to digest what transpired against Iowa State? What do you feel was the biggest causes of, of the, the headaches you guys experienced? You know, I think guys just panicked, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think guys just hit the... Hit the panic button again. Um, I, I, you know, we've had some really ugly starts to games this year. Um, you know, due to you know offensive and defensive struggles and troubles. Um, special teams, right, involved there as well. To to start another game like that, I think a lot of guys were just like, "Oh, crap!" Like here we go again. And so all of a sudden, it was we need to just do extra. We need to do all this other stuff. And then guys are one getting outside of their their assignment, getting outside of their technique, um, trying to do too much. And and when you do that on the football field, 
you end up doing a lot worse. And most of the time, again, end up hurting the team. So then guys have at, are out of position. They're over-pursuing, um, not making the tackles they should. And, and really, again, uh, what it comes down to is – it's just doing your job. If everyone goes out there and wins their one one on one, their one v one, we win. And you and you do that over and over and over again. And at the end of the game, you're going to be really happy with the result. Do you think that's still enough though for all, after all these struggles that just doing the one eleventh will oh, yeah. be enough for this group? One hundred fifty percent. I think I think we have a we have we have a really good defense. I mean, if you look at you look at the 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 statistics, right? Um, you know, if if you look at Texas, right? Realistically, what our defense gave up to Texas, um, and you look at really the details of that game, um, we've played them, you know, just as good, if not better, than any other Big 12 defense has. You look at the Kansas game, right? Which the Kansas game was, again, another one of those kind of nightmarish games. You look at the statistics for our defense in that game, and you're like, wait a second. It'll, it'll change your perspective on it just because you realize that, oh, wait, our defense actually played two of the best offenses in the conference really, really well. So, it's again, it's not that the capability isn't there. It's just that you just – football is 90% mental mm. at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it is 90% mental. If you are not in the right headspace, if you are not focused on the right things, if you're not locked in on your keys – it's gonna you're gonna have rough games and that's and that's what we've seen right late in the Texas game through um you know the TCU game we saw it there we saw it late in the Texas game and then we've seen it against West Virginia and versus Iowa State we can be really good and there's been flashes of it but then we have these nightmarish games where you know when you when you don't just do the simple things it it becomes dangerous really quick have the Mental miscues been the biggest cause of the struggles on third down, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, I mean, there were so many, you, you turn on, we turn on the film, right, from this Iowa State game, and you look at it, and it's like, all right, we make a tackle here, we get out of that drive. We get a PBU here, or an interception, which there was opportunity for, we get out of that drive. We make a tackle here in the red zone, they don't score, right? They're, you know, and so... I think I think sometimes um, when you look at the overall, um, you know, score game, it's like all right, no, we're we're nowhere close. But what it really comes down to is just key plays, key plays that you have to make a tackle on. Right? We had two massive runs. You know what I mean? We fit those up properly in the run. They don't go for any yards. You know what I mean? And so it's people are like, no, there's there's no way that that's possible. That's all it is. That's really all it is. Um, people people know what type of defense we play. We play an aggressive defense, right? Um, and so sometimes that puts us at a disadvantage because there's not as much uh, flexibility, mm-hmm. right? If we're if we're playing man coverage, right? Yep. And someone, you know, gets picked or gets blocked, all of a sudden their coverage gets out on them, and then you see, yeah. right, a fifty yard run to the house. So it's uh, yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to. There was a crazy storyline that emerged from Saturday, and I want to get your thoughts on it and see if you experienced it. Cleats slipping. <laughs> did you slip much? Yeah. And you know, it it did seem like it. Watching it back, seeing it live in the press box, it did seem like there was issues. But then watching the game again, there was 
there were some clear issues with slipping. What was the cause of that? Like, what was it just not having the 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 cleat the right the proper cleat or what do you think was the catalyst there? Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think you bring up a good point. I've I've heard a little bit of buzz just around that. I think you know fans like you said at the game were frustrated with it. I think there was a notable difference between Iowa State and and us when it came to slipping. It seemed like we we're slipping a bit more. Um, got we you know we had available to us the right the right equipment right. So if guys wanted to play in studs, studs were available. I personally had studs on. Uh, and I was still slipping. Mm. You know, there's there's a, there's a few plays, um, you know, that just, yeah, I you know, I just go down or you know slip a little too far. And um, I think uh, I think it one had to do, you know, I think our field, you know, it's seen a lot of action, uh, you know, over the summer and um, you know this fall we've we've, we've tore it up plenty. Um, so I think you know. I think our grounds crew, you know, they do the best they can to keep that thing as fresh as possible. Um, two, it was wet, right? Yeah. You had you had evening dew, really. That grass was, it was wet from the get-go. Um, I think three, we've been playing on turf, right? So you look at the surfaces we've been playing on away. West Virginia um, was turf. You, you, uh, Texas was turf. Texas was turf. Um, we've been playing, we've been playing on a lot of turf. And so, um, I think on the other hand, Iowa State they've they've been very uh, accustomed to playing. Their home field is they had the same issue. If you turn on their tape from their their game, mm. um, their last game uh, before they played us, I think it was worse uh, Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was the week before BYU. Yeah. You'll see them slipping on their home field as well, right? Mm. There's their quarterback went down and, and took took That's a sack right. essentially because he slipped right wow. on their fifty yard line. Um, so I think they were, you know, I think they were they've already they've already played a slippery snotty mm. game, you know, uh, in preparation to come out here. I think you know that that probably contributed to it, um, you know, them staying up a little bit more. Um, overall, yeah, sometimes it's just. You just do the best you can with what you have, and and uh, and yeah, we were, you know, we were slipping a little bit out was there. Was that the? I don't even know if it's a word. The slipperiest. I, I don't. That doesn't sound right. But uh, slickest. The, mo- the most, the slickest uh, game that you've experienced playing at, at BYU. I know that I'm thinking of that San Diego State game in 2020, but you didn't play in that one. That was an ice. That was bowl. icy. Yeah, that was straight ice yeah. on the field. Uh, I don't know. Like, was there any others that compared to just how often you guys are slipping? I would say this is probably, yeah, definitely one of yeah. the, you know, the slickest. You know, even Sam Houston, our first game <clears throat> this mm. season, um, I actually slipped a f- couple times. I was in molded cleats, not studded. Um, and that's what, again, that's why the rest of the season I played on in studded cleats. Even prior to this game, I played in studded cleats at all of our home games. Um, just because in that Sam Houston game, you know, now, I slipped a few times. Now tell listeners, because they, they might hear those terms molded and studded, and they've heard those terms a lot more on social media this, <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. But what's the difference? Uh, just from the, the, the player perspective, putting those on, what's the pros, cons to either or? Right, absolutely. So um, your, your molded cleats are going to be lighter. First off, they're going to be they're going to be lighter. The cleats we use, uh, it's it's really the same. It's the same cleat, so same upper, um, same base plate. But on the molded ones, it's molded plastic, right? So think of plastic being in a mold coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, the studded 
are different. They have screw-in replaceable studs. Like think of your, think of the cleats you probably played with in high school. Mm. Most, uh, you know, if you played, if you played <laughs> football in high school, you know, um, especially, you know, uh, you know, back in the early 2000s and even before that, <laughs> most of those cleats were studded, right? You've got plastic studs. You can get them half inch, three quarter inch, one inch um, studs that you can screw into the cleats. And those give you better grip on grass, especially when it's wet. The molded cleats actually give you better grip on um, turf, mm. um, better than the studs. Again, it's just the way essentially friction works, um, the patterns and whatnot. So studs, better for grass, molded, better for turf. Um, molded most of the time is fine on grass, right? You don't have a problem with it. Um, it's just if it's slick grass, wet, longer grass you want those studs i think a lot of and I, i'm curious to get some clarity too because i think a lot of fans think kalani stands in front of all of you on the monday meeting and says guys <laughs> you're gonna wear molded cleats and this is the, this is it yeah how, how does that work with picking the the cleats what to wear does like the equipment staff say hey guys weather's gonna be the field might be a little wet the dew whatever do they say, hey, probably should go with this? Like, how, how does that work? Or is it just, you know, player's choice? You guys go with what feels right because you guys are the ones playing and you know what feels best. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great point. Um, I, think, I think a lot of fans do have the same vision of Coach Kalani controls every <laughs> minute detail um, of what's going on. Uh, he, he doesn't, just for, just for you guys out there, you know. Um, within a football organization, there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, and so that's why, for example, we have an equipment staff, right? As we as players, right, go through the week, um, scout out our opponent, or if we're playing at home, um, you kind of decide what you want to wear. Equipment staff has it available, um, but you just determine, I, I want to wear this um, for X, Y, and Z reasons, right? Um, you know, I think, I think uh, most of our guys haven't had issues slipping, on our home field this season. So I think a lot of them went into that game with molded cleats on. I think that was part of the problem, right? Um, some guys transitioned mid game mm. to studded cleats um, and felt a lot better in the second half uh, playing on those. <clears throat> and then again, of course, a lot of guys this week are like, whoa, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely wearing studs for, for this weekend just because of those issues. So um, it's definitely more of a player preference. Um, yeah, sometimes it goes by position coaches, right? Um, you know, if your position coach says, "Hey, we're wearing we're wearing studs on grass," you know, your position group will be wearing studs on grass. So, good to know. Yeah. I'm glad to appreciate that insight on onto that because that was an unexpected uh, storyline that emerged <laughs> from Saturday night. It was yeah. good to see you get another sack. So, congrats on that. But I'm Thank sure. You that uh, you'd like to see that number a little bit higher. And I'm sure the team as a whole would like to see that number higher. Nine, I think nine sacks uh, through through 10 games. What do you think What do you, what do you think gives there? What, what, why are you guys not getting home enough? You guys, bring, you guys are bringing the, the heat. You're bringing the blitzes. Yeah. yeah. Just not getting home. Um, it just comes back to uh, our struggles, right? Yeah. Why we're not winning games um, is, and, and, you know, there's been some various reasons. You know, I think TCU, we played the run really well. Um, and then, you know, they were, they were throwing a lot of quick game. Um, that one was, that was, we went over that. I mean, that was half a second. I mean, that, that, yeah. that sometimes that's where it might be hard to imagine getting, getting to a quarterback that quick, but Iowa state game, was that is similar this, still or what? no, you know, we just got to stop the run. Yeah. 
I mean, you you look back on it. Um, you have to be able to dictate what an offense can do, and and we weren't doing that. They were they were throwing anything at us, and it was working right. Um, so that's that's a big issue. Uh, when we when we can't knock out the run game, we have no right to rush the passer, right? And so um, we've got to be able to play run really well whenever they want to run the ball, right? First, second, third down. And then we have to force them into those situations where, okay, hey, it's it's third and ten. We know unless it's four down territory, you're not going to run the ball, right? We want them backed up on their side of the field, third and long. It's either going to be a screen or it's going to be drop back pass. And as a D-line, right, you play drop back pass until something gives you a clue that it may be screen, right? Um, and at that point, you respond to screen. But we want to get them into that third and long situation where we can just tee off on them yeah. because then it becomes our game, and then we're dictating, right, what they're able to do. Um, you know, it's also you want a team to try to play catch-up, uh, right? So we want, we, want a, we want a team to be down, you know, that's that's ideal situation. Um, you look at the Arkansas game. We want them to have – they have to throw the ball to win. That's the situation we want to put them in. If we can do that, like the Arkansas game, we're going to get home. We're going to get sacks. We're yeah. going to get turnovers. Um, that hasn't been a luxury for you guys much this year. No. And that's so, not, not a knock on the offense. It's just – it is what it is. Like you right. guys have found a lot of 10-0 holes, and that's what it's been. Yeah, that's, that's the reality. And so, you know, as a defense, we just have to stop the run. We stop the run. We have we put those offenses in a position where they have to throw the ball, and if we can do that, then yeah, we have a much better chance at seeing more production in the backfield. Still got two more games to get to that sixth win and get to a bowl game. Doesn't get any easier, Tyler. Oklahoma Sooners <laughs> yeah. roll into town with one of the best offenses in the Big Twelve in all of college football. Your thoughts on the challenge of facing the Sooners? I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, I, yeah, this, you know, like you just said, um, the milk has been spilt, if you will, as, as to where we're at, right? <laughs> yeah. um, we are five and five. That's reality. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy uh, as much as I can, right? Uh, I'm just trying to enjoy, um, you know, what may be my last uh, home game at Lavelle. Um and so, and so for me, it's just, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just focused on doing everything I can to go win this game Saturday. And I think, honestly, I think that's where our team is at as well. Um, we have a lot of guys, you know, where this may be their last game or is their last game um, that they will play in LaBelle Edwards Stadium. And so um, I think that's where, the, you know, that's where the coaches have been as well. It's just like, hey, go make the most of this, right? We, we have an opportunity be grateful to one go play football for another week. Two, be grateful for the opportunity to go play Oklahoma. Yeah, you know at BYU, uh, you know at at Lavelle Edwards, right? In just, November. In November, like just just be grateful. Um, and and I think you know going about it that way um, is a lot better because it helps center you, and uh, it helps uh, you know push out some of that negativity and some of that noise of. You know, well, we haven't done what we've wanted to. Okay. And then what? What 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 are we gonna go doing? You know, what are we gonna do going forward? Um, and so I, I I'm I'm really excited. I think our team's really excited. 
It's a great opportunity. It's a great challenge for our defense. Um, we have another opportunity to show people what our defense actually is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And how yeah. it actually can be played and, and how we honestly think uh, of ourselves and of our team. Um, I think it's I think it's a great opportunity. You brought up that it, it might be your last home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You, you are on the list of guys that's going to be honored on senior day. What's the plans uh, from, you know, this point forward? Have you kind of clarified that or what what's where you where's your head at when it comes to is this it because you do have another year with the COVID year yeah um you know this is this is technically year four for me yeah um you know I'll be graduating in December and so uh as of right now yeah the, you know I plan on this being my my last game at Lavelle Edwards which is uh like I said it's it's hmm. it's really bittersweet uh you know I want to make the most of it that being said I am you know, keep my options open, yeah. right? There is there is another year on the table if I if I do want to come back and and play another year. And so, um, yeah, I'm just trying to kind of trying to gauge, you know, uh, where where I want to take things from from here on out. But as of right now, yeah, I definitely uh, definitely plan on you know this being my my last game at Lavelle. Is there going to be a big family gathering then of, of fans for you and your family and and your wife's family in support of you for this game? Then knowing that this could be the last, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, I, I think uh, I think the majority of my family and and my wife's family is going to be at the game. And um, you know, like I said, I just uh, I'm really really just grateful. Um, you know, before before we started the season uh, at the end of fall camp, we had our we had our last scrimmage in Lavelle, um, and I just kind of sat there on the grass, you know, afterwards, and I was just like, man, like football, <laughs> college football flies by. Yeah college football flies by, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like I was just a freshman the other day, you know, <laughs> in 2020 yep. getting my first reps, uh, in Lavelle, um, you know, versus Troy and, uh, and for time to go by this fast, it's just like, wow. It's so true because I mean, I, I think back to the 2020 signing day before the world shut down a month before. <laughs> and Kalani said about that 2020 class, he also brought up return missionaries and you were just coming off a gray shirt. He's like, can't wait to see Tyler Batty. He's looking pretty good. And cause I, you know, I, I, I obviously, <laughs> I, like the Kalani impression. I obviously asked the deep cut questions, you know, like Kalani always dreads signing day with me because it's like, Oh geez, Mitch just get asked these deep, deep, deep cuts. I'm like, okay, Kalani, like, uh, we've talked about the signing class. Now tell me how's winter condition? Who are the newcomers? The 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 RMs, the gray shirts, how they look? And he's like he's like, I knew you'd ask that Mitch. Uh Tyler Batty's looking good. Now we're here. Now yeah, it's, this this might be the end of the road. Yeah. A lot of emotions crazy. I gotta imagine. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Um like I said, just just bittersweet, man. Like I've uh yeah, I've loved I've loved playing here at BYU. I've loved the teams I've been able to be a part of and my teammates that I've played with. Um the coaches that I've had, you know, um, the privilege of being coached by former and current. Um, and so, yeah, it's just four years, technically five years. I mean, you look, I was here 2019, yes. not mm -hmm. quite on Gray the team, shirt. but, you know, I was here in the stands, on the sideline, working out. Pretty much here, I feel I feel like I know that 2019 uh, yeah. team really well as, as well, you know. Most of them are probably like, wait a second, what? <laughs> but I was I was in the shadows. I was hanging out. I was there. I was, I was watching their every move, man. You know, trying to trying to figure out college football. But uh, you know, it's yeah, it's been a minute. But uh, you know, yeah, again, just grateful. Let me ask you this: 
uh, would would you with your next steps if you do officially move on again you you got options would it theoretically be, speaking yes, yes theoretically speaking <laughs> would it just be to move on to pursue the NFL it wouldn't be maybe going to the portal go to another school was that it I mean is that no a yeah no um because we've seen that uh, right your old teammate Clark Barrington did that. Um, no, not on him. Like I'm just saying that that's yeah. a thing you could do yeah. that theoretically with being a grad transfer. Yeah, and we've gotten a lot of grad transfers, yeah. right? You, like you look at Caleb Hayes, you look at Jackson Cravens. Yeah. Um, we've gotten a lot of we've gotten a lot of grad transfers in past years. Um, for me now, yeah. uh, it would definitely it definitely would to uh, pursue football at the next level. Um, that that would be that would be the only draw for me. Um, I, yeah, man, I'm I'm loyal loyal to the core, <laughs> man. I was going to say, you seem diehard BYU. I mean, last year you could have, you know, after all the turmoil from last season, you said last December, like, I'm coming back you know, yeah. without any question. So I just had to ask that. And just to, to follow up, too, about, you know, pro football aspirations, we talked a little bit about how you've heard, you know, some things through the NFL liaison, Justin Anderson. Do you know if you've been invited yet to the, the Big 12 Pro Day? Because that's different this year because the league – has its pro day, and yeah. BYU's not going to have its own deal. Do, right. do you know yet if you're kind of on that short list? Or? No. Um, I, th- I think that'll definitely be postseason, right? Yeah. Because there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that go on, right? As soon as the season's over, you know, before our bowl game, et cetera, it's kind of like, okay, that's when guys really make their decisions. Like, all right, am I going to come back? Am I gonna, am, am I going to play in our bowl game if we make a bowl game, right? Or am I gonna, just going to start my preparation yeah. for um, – the NFL, uh, that's when, that's when a lot of decisions happen. That's when a, a lot of that I'm assuming will happen. Again, it being kind of a first year thing, yeah, um, so new for the Big Twelve, right? They haven't done this before. We've always had our own pro day. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of new things. I think you know that will definitely get figured out um, postseason. I gotta imagine. I mean, just speaking for myself, not gonna put words in your mouth, but for myself, I would think. Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week in Week 3. I mean, every single week you go through all the coaches. They're all saying, got to watch for 92. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think if you're listening out there, <laughs> I think there's a case, real case that uh, definitely Tyler Batty needs to be at Big 12 Pro Day, and I would imagine that's going to be the case. If In fact, again, you got options. We're, we're getting yeah. the cart before the horse. You got Oklahoma this weekend. But just saying uh, that's going to be uh, pretty exciting if that opportunity does come about. Uh, last couple things with Oklahoma, 10 a.m. game. It's kind of weird. Yeah. That's yeah. that's six AM wake up call. Dude, Get ready. Super weird. We've always joked about it. Like, imagine could you imagine if we kicked off at like noon Eastern <laughs> and then da da Yeah. Here we are at 10 a.m. kick. So uh I think it's gonna be fun. Um I'm honestly I'm excited for it. Uh, get in, get out. Let's go. Well, and just to like just to try it, try something new. You yeah. know what I mean? Like what the heck? Why not? I've pl- I've I've had plenty of seven p.m. eight fifteen kicks. <laughs> yeah. I love those. You know, had plenty of you know noon two o'clock. You know, we've had those kicks as well. Never had a ten a.m. kick, so yeah. I'm excited for it. This is a weird question when you bring up uh, you know eight o'clock. Do you ever get just cold in a game, or is that that's not a thing? Because last Saturday was pretty cold. And were, were you at all phased? Because you got the arms showing. I'm like, how's he doing? I'm like, I'm freezing here. <laughs> when you're out there moving and sweating, yeah. right? It's not bad. I think anytime you get below about 30, 20 degrees, anything below that is cold. Like yeah. when we went to New Mexico, mm, that oh, yeah. game was cold. I, I don't that remember was. what the on-field temperature was. It got down. Uh, 
in the second half, I think it got down to like 28. Yeah. I remember, because I remember thinking, whoa, this is getting cold. That was that was cold. And I think just that stadium and on turf, you know, I think yeah. grass, honestly, is probably a little warmer, I would assume. Yeah. I don't know. With no sunlight, I think, you know, turf in the sun would be hotter. But I think at nighttime, I think grass actually may, you know, not yeah. be as as cold. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to see BYU. You guys play on a 10 a.m. kick. First time since 2004, BYU is playing in okay. a 10 a.m. game. Yeah. Last time that happened, Gary Croton was the head coach of BYU, <laughs> and I was uh, yelling at Gary Croton and the BYU team as a fan in Portal SS, where the Rock is now. That's where I was sitting <laughs> in my seats. Just a little nugget there for all the listeners out there. I digress. We're getting out, we're getting away from things. Okay. Uh, well, Tyler, it's been a pleasure talking. Best of luck against the Sooners. Uh, I know that uh, you'll be prepping. W- one last thing. Uh, how was the no Monday? Was that? Was that does that put you guys behind it all a little bit getting ready for this week? Not really, um, right? It was kind of a it's mandatory, the the civic right, duty, right? So so we couldn't have any. It was essentially a day off, but I mean, let's be honest, we're you, mid season. You went in coming you, off a loss. Yeah. Guys aren't just gonna yeah. be like, oh, I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna go <laughs> do whatever. No, guys were watching film. Guys were getting their bodies right, but um, they had to do it themselves, right? Yes. And so that was it. Was just kind of like, hey kind of pack up this Iowa State, you know, uh, loss. And, and, you know, today we just – we rolled in just like a normal Tuesday. Well, best of luck, Tyler. And uh, if this is the last uh, home game for you, uh, enjoy it. And uh, hopefully it's a memorable one. It's going to be a memorable setting with it being 10 a.m. and Oklahoma. And as Kalani said, the Cougar Tells should be fresh and hot. <laughs> so it should be a good time. We enjoy it and uh, looking forward to it on Saturday. Thanks, Mitch. That's Tyler Batty. Every single week here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, subscribe to the show, leave a five-star rating. It's all powered by kslsports.com.